This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. We are going to crown ourselves in our greatness like we do every day. And here we go. Uh, so yesterday I, uh, well, I get pushed around a lot at um, car places when they're trying to fix my car. And if you know any of our story, we tend to drive older vehicles, which have a lot of maintenance. And by a lot, I mean, eh, maybe every quarter we're kind of dealing with something, it seems like, but we're going to get to a better place, people. Anyway, so we have one vehicle that really is just meant to be a commute vehicle, and we're keeping it around because it's paid off and we own it, and why not, right? So anyways, um, and that car is an 04 Toyota Prius, and it would be magical if I could start driving that to work again. Magical. My goal is to get it to 300,000 miles. I am at 190 right now. So, anyways, a while back, that car started to just not work. Now, we couldn't quite figure out what it was, did a lot of investigation, then did a lot of sitting because we just didn't really have time to deal with it. And um, we finally took it to the dealership, the uh, Toyota dealership, because it's hard to find people who are willing to work on hybrid vehicles um, where I live. So took it to the Toyota dealership and they called me and they said, oh, it's the battery. The battery's dead. You have two cells that just aren't firing. That's your issue. Well, then they call me back and, the, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to talk to my husband. We will probably just take that back because usually what we'll do is have them diagnose it if we can't diagnose it ourselves. Um, and then we will typically have, we will typically take it back and fix it because YouTube people, we can fix anything. So anyways, <laughs> they call me back after I say, eh, no, we're probably not going to pay for you to switch out the battery. We can handle that. Um, especially because they said that the switching of said battery would cost us for anywhere from three to $400, which I'm just telling you, no. So he realizes that I'm not going to change the battery there, that we're going to take it back and do it ourselves and calls me back and is just frantic. You know, Anna, we put your, we, we put your car up. We did everything we were supposed to, to be, uh, to do. And we can't, we can't get it to start. And you have just a ton. We can't, we can't get it to start. We can't get it to um, come out of park. It just isn't working. You have a ton of warning lights on, as you might suspect, and we can't, we can't get it. We had to roll it out of here. My guys couldn't get it started. So I'm like, uh, okay. So, you know, Hannah, I can have my master mechanic look at it because I just don't know what's going on with it now. We just have so many codes. I don't even know what some of these codes mean gotta be honest. And honestly, we can't get it started. So, but I can put my master mechanic on it and we'll go through all of these codes and really figure out what's going on. That will just cost you uh, 
with his time, probably two to $300. So just let me know what you want us to do. All right. You know, I got to talk to my husband. So I called my dad (laughs) and my dad's like, yeah, sounds like it's dead. Did they charge it to get it back going before they manhandled it out of the bay? So I call him back. Did you try charging it? Well, we tried jumping it. Right, but if the battery's not working, did you try charging it? Well, okay. So I call back in the morning. Yup, we sat it on the charger for five hours, powered right up, working just fine. Um, We're still getting a lot of code, so we can go ahead and investigate those for you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take that vehicle back because <laughs> um yeah I'm just not feeling good about the place that you were just putting me in uh so I'll be picking that up as long as it's charged and ready to go yep we'll have it ready for you um so we picked it up bought our battery which was a total of 160 dollars um then I went out and this is my great thing I went out my husband wasn't feeling great so I'm like you know what fine I can move some bolts I can probably figure this out uh I'll do this so I'm out there just unbolting things my husband finally starts feeling a little bit better and he comes out to help me so I don't electrocute myself which was a concern And so I'm kind of just sweeping out the garage and moving things so that we can fit a third vehicle into our garage. It's winter in Iowa. There are concerns. And you can't actually leave a vehicle out on the street when there's snow, which we haven't had any yet. Uh, Knock on wood. Seriously. There we go. Um, Or nothing major that hasn't just melted away. But... Always good if you have garage room to keep vehicles in the garage. Iowa winters are very hard on cars. Um, So I'm moving around stuff and zip, my husband gets electrocuted. (laughs) He doesn't die from it. Um, But I felt really good. I felt great actually about being able to get those bolts off. And I was feeling very confident that I would be able to finish this project. My husband just came out and ended up doing it, which was amazing because he kind of knows faster how all the tools fit together and work. It takes me a little bit of time and YouTube. So after he gets zapped, um, he's like, oh, I should probably pull up a YouTube video, which he should have started with. But you know, I think it's a guy thing, honestly, like he was pretty sure that he was going to forge this on his own and be able to figure it out without getting electrocuted. And He couldn't, Um, but, you know, instructions are good. So anyways, my great thing was going out there, really feeling like I could have handled that myself, and now that vehicle is fixed Um, for the most part. It was accelerating a lot better. It wasn't really accelerating prior. So here we are. That's my great thing. I want you to go ahead and take some time. You don't have to take the amount of time that I did explaining that to someone. In fact, if you do, they're probably never going to listen to your great thing again. So you probably should take a breath. Um, But take time. I want it to be like 45 seconds or less. One great thing that you can own and 
take forward into your day or take forward into your next day. Whenever you take time to do your great thing, let it fuel you. And I actually had a couple of great things from yesterday. I think one of the biggest things for me always comes back to how brave you have to be to forge paths. Yesterday we talked about forging new paths and and how scary it can be and how you learn as you go and very much our car relationship with this Prius and hybrid is something that we've been learning as we go because there aren't a lot of people in our area that have them or have confidence working with them. And so, um, you know, keeping any vehicle alive that's over 10 years old is a challenge no matter what kind of vehicle it is, but it is an extra added bonus challenge to have a hybrid in Iowa um, and an older one that you're trying to keep alive. So (laughs) we have been struggling and really forging our own paths when it comes to that vehicle and um, figuring it out as we go. And that takes so much bravery because so many times we would have wanted to just get rid of this vehicle and take the easier route, just get a normal vehicle. But um, I've said before that the Prius is my bumblebee. I am not joking, people. Like, I'm pretty sure we're going to discover an alien race together or something even more magical. I don't know how to explain it, but I know that this car is supposed to be in my life and I can't let it go. I just can't. I can't do it. I know my husband probably wants to kill me about this, but it has to happen. It just does. I don't know. has to stay in our life. I just know it. So anyways, today we're going to talk about being brave in pursuit of your goals and it's related to what we talked about yesterday, which is forging new paths and on the upside of that, what it takes to forge new paths and it takes confidence, but more than anything, it takes bravery and surety and you don't even have to be sure of the path or the direction that you're going you know or how you're going to get there because you're not going to have that vision until you start forging along this path Um, it will all kind of place itself together like a beautiful magical puzzle uh, right in front of you and you aren't going to know. And so it takes bravery to take that first step. I don't want anyone to take that away from you. Just taking a step, just even listening to this podcast, just even writing a goal down is so many light years ahead of what other people are doing. And the ones who attack you more for doing that work are the ones who never took a step. Do not be lost on that. People who seem like they have it all together, but anyone who's going after you for chasing your own dreams means they never had any of their own or they had to shift and they never thought about what it could look like for them once they kind of didn't reach that dream. Um, And that's what this journey is about is literally not reaching a dream that I had for my life. And then just thinking that life had to be assigned and not allowing myself 
to provide any direction because the first time that I did, I failed. And and what good am I going to do providing direction? I obviously am not good at it, right? And like how tough to be on like a 12-year-old's dreams. Like I set that dream when I was 12 and I didn't reach it. But that just means it wasn't meant for my life. And I was going to spend the rest of my life recovering from that and never creating new dreams. Even though if you looked at me, if you kind of microscope into my life where it was at, it certainly looked like I had it all together. Under the layers of all of that, I was attack central. Trust me, I would get through like three chapters of a book, get pissed because it's not fair that they get to do this type of work when I want to do this type of work. That's not fair. They must have something that I don't have. And look, if I had just reached my dream, I probably would have been in better alignment with that type of work. It really doesn't make sense with where my life is right now. And I totally get why this can't be me and why this could be someone else. And boom, right there, I gave up and I wasn't brave enough to start taking steps in that direction. It was just easier for me to attack anyone going after their dreams, anyone trying to do something bigger for their life, and try to bring them down to the low point that I was at. And trust me, everyone was up for attack. If you were even buying a brand of shoes that I couldn't afford trust. I'd be taking you down. Probably not in a public way, but definitely like scribbling in a diary. No, I wasn't. But like a mental diary of F that person. They just have a better life than me. I don't get to decide. They just get to do things that I don't. Screw that. Right? Literal conversations that I would have in my head of the unjustness of the world. And I know now that so much of that rage space came from the fact that I hadn't accomplished my dreams and that I hadn't set any new ones that I hadn't really already accomplished. And Outside looking in, people would look at me and they'd be like, oh my gosh, Hannah's so goal-driven. Oh my gosh, she actually writes goals. And the truth of the matter is, I wrote goals down from the smallest place in my life and I reached them all within five years. And that doesn't mean that I'm some sort of awesome and that that's going to be the algorithm that always follows my life around. That means... I set it up too small for what I was supposed to be doing. I've always been a big dreamer and I went away from that DNA and the bravery that it takes to start taking steps forward is such a hard space to get to because that looks like a lot of people who used to look like me attacking you at any chance that they get and not generally publicly most of the time if you live in an area like I do it's passive aggressive attacks and those are the best kind they really are oh bless your heart right when people say things that are on the surface 
intentionally loving, but they're really like, you don't know what they're saying, but honestly, they're saying you're a crazy person and that's so cute, right? You know, those things that they say, they, (laughs) that people who are attacking your dreams say to you, right? People who want you to live a small life, because if you live a big life, it makes them uncomfortable and more than it makes them uncomfortable. It makes them realize that even the things that they want to go do are possible, right? And if you prove that right where you are, it's going to make them realize that everything that they wanted to do that they gave up on was possible, right? And so it's no question why people attack you when you get to this brave space and start moving towards your goals. It's no question. Of course they're going to. You being smaller makes them feel bigger, right? Makes their dreams and their accomplishments feel bigger. I remember feeling all the time like, oh, yeah, I really got something. I mean, I really have chased down my dreams. But anytime that someone was trying to level up around me, I would make it my mission to cut them down. Right? Because in that headspace, in that unbrave, unwilling to try new things, unwilling to set your own agenda, in that headspace, you want small. You want small, you crave small, you create small, you avoid big at all costs. And when big gets around you, right, when someone has dreams, when someone has goals, when someone's chasing it down, when it gets around you, you want to make it smaller. And so you'll do anything. And a lot of the times what it would look like for me is me cutting people down according to my to things that would cut me down, right? So it would be disbelief or it would be, you know, anything that was going to make that person feel smaller is where I would go, right? And those things looked a lot like the things that made me feel small in the past. Like hand down that hurt. Go ahead. Give somebody that pain that you went through, right? Make them feel that too. And that's exactly the point. You can't hurt people like that anymore. I'm saying that to myself, right? And it's a constant checkpoint because I lived so many years of my life in this space where that was just my go-to either passively, aggressively attacking people or behind the scenes attacking people and building myself up on all of those attacks. And that's comes from a place of not believing that the world is created equal. I mean, I would read books of people who were doing the things that I wanted to do and I would stop reading them because I would be so angry that they get to do this and that I have those same ideas and aspirations and they get to do it and I don't. And the world just isn't created equal. And also, yeah, oh, good job. I'm so proud of you that you took all the millions of dollars that you had and you turned it into an inspirational, moving 
empire. Go you. You had money. You had access. You had privilege. You didn't actually have to do much of anything to build this. Good for you. Good for you. Right? And I just closed the chapter. I actually have an entire bookshelf of books that have bookmarks right about to the point where I just started getting angry that these thoughts and ideas were in a book and their book came from a place of access that I would never have. And I would never have it not because I didn't come from a place of privilege. I would never have it because I wasn't willing to take the same steps that they took. And no matter what their background was, they still started as a beginner. They still had to build it, right? They didn't just walk into this. They didn't just have a following. Now, some people did, but that even that was based on them having to build that up, right? And I would start and stop so many books and I'd have all the books and I'd take pictures of the books and I'd make sure that everybody knew that I had the books and what everybody didn't know is behind the scenes, I couldn't even stomach reading more than three chapters of a book because I'd get so angry because those people are doing work that I want to do and that's not fair. And how good for them, how exciting. And I would love supporting them because this is the kind of work that I wanted to do. And this is the kind of mental headspace that I want to be in. And I know that I got to transition out of this, this place. But even, even all the books couldn't transition me out of it. Because bottom line, and this is why I said the other day, stop paying people money for dieting advice. Bottom line. If you aren't in it and you don't deal with all of this stuff that is going to hold you back from taking steps into the new spaces that you want to get in, into the new dreams that you want to chase down. If you aren't willing to be brave in pursuit of that, if you aren't willing to stomach and surpass all of the people who are going to try to bring you down on your journey, because that's the hardest part, if you aren't willing to do that. then you aren't going to be successful no matter what. And I love you and I'm sorry that I have to like good cop, bad cop you. But bottom line, if you aren't willing to be brave in the pursuit of the new places that you want to be, right? You aren't willing to just take risks and be a beginner and and know that this is a long road because anything that is going to be sustainable, that is going to lead to great success, is going to take time, right? The reason that the diet industry is as big as it is is because you can promise that you're going to lose 20 pounds in five days and everybody wants that. Nobody wants to consistently show up for a long amount of time, they want that quick win. They want that quick fix. And that's what setting your dreams up, setting your goals up with a habit is going to help you outlast that quick fix feeling. 
right? But even if you set them up, even if you listen to this and you set everything up and you have the habits and you have all of that, the thing that I can't protect you from is not going into it with a brave face because I can't tell you what the attacks are going to look like. And maybe you live in a beautiful, magical world where there's no attacks at all. And they might be subtle and you might even know, not know that they're happening. But if you lose energy in pursuit, it may be passive-aggressive attacks that you can't even really read if you wanted to because maybe you've been living in that space for so long, right? But that's exactly it. I can't. No matter how good I get at this podcast, I can't tell you what those attacks are going to look like. All I can tell you is that you have to lead with your bravery in this pursuit. And I don't care what your dreams look like. No matter what they are, you have to prepare yourself for attacks. Maybe it's not going to be your family. Maybe it's going to be your coworkers. Maybe it's going to be your grandma. Maybe it's going to be, I don't know who's coming after you, your friend group, right? And maybe that's the hardest step that you have to take forward is eliminating those people out of your life so you can rise higher because you can't keep weathering the attacks. You can't. Not if you want to go to a higher space, right? And it's fine if people want to join up with you and they don't have to have your exact goals and dreams in mind. Anyone stepping in a pursuit of dreams of bigger, of different, of better, right? Better health, better wealth, better anything. Anyone walking on that journey is going to be facing similar challenges to you. And those are people that you want to team up with. And people who aren't willing to deal with all of their enemies. And one of my biggest enemy was just disbelief, right? People who aren't willing to deal with those are going to continue to probably attack you. And the stronger and the bigger that you get, and if you can outlast those people and you can get bigger and stronger, the attacks will probably come harder, right? And that's why being brave is one of the biggest elements here, right? It's one of the biggest differentiators that you can arm yourself with. Because I can't prepare you for the smallness of the groups that you are already in, right? And I'm not saying like, oh, change your friend group, break up with your spouse, go go move to another state, go find new people. I'm not saying that. Your people could potentially be those people. They absolutely could be. And you could take them on a journey of bravery with you as you show them that this can work. That you are an X factor. That you can make a difference and make a change and be bigger than that. Right? Whatever it is, you could be the proof point for everyone. So I'm not saying leave everyone in the dust and go find new people because it might look like a tax right away. If you can outlast that and you've got to have that bravery piece, if you can outlast that, you can bring those people along. I'm not saying just throw them all away. There is worth there. 
Um, but I am saying prep yourself for the attack and prepare to outlast that. And you can bring people along, but also don't feel bad if your attempts at bringing people along are still leaving you to feel attacked and different. You may have to change your circle people. I actually was just talking to one of my friends who had to eliminate one of their bigger friend sources because it was so toxic and it wasn't helpful in steps that she was trying to take in her life to accomplish things she wanted to accomplish, right? Because it may not even be, they didn't even say hurtful things. They just constantly did hurtful things that were going to impact her ability to chase her own goals. And so at some point she had to eliminate them from her life. Wow, that sounded dramatic. But she had to kind of cut ties with that friend group and find new friends who could elevate and appreciate this new headspace that she was in. And that is so challenging. Because there's no promise that there will be new friends. And there's no promise that you'll find people that take these steps with you that are ready, right? But you are going to have to seek it out and you are going to have to find new people sometimes. It's hard, uh, but it's worth it because you need people who are going to support you in this movement. But bottom line, the bravery piece is one of the biggest key elements to moving forward because I can't prepare you for every form of attack that's out there. I can tell you that it's coming and that chasing your dreams and your goals that you have for your life takes bravery. 